Hi, I'm Britt Vasacek. I'm the host of Poly You Wanna Podcast. I'm not a professional counselor, nor am I a professional polyamorous person. Poly Wanna Podcast is a collection of stories, opinions, and perspectives about the polyamorous lifestyle. The voices you hear, including the host, offer their subjective interpretations and don't intend to convince you or shame you. We're just letting you into our vulnerable and complicated little worlds. Brought to you by the Mockingbird Network. Hi guys, thank you for joining us on Polywana Podcast. I'm Britt Vosicek, I am your host, and I'm here today with my guest, Kieran Walker. Hi, Kieran. Hi. <laughs> oh, you sound so good. Thanks. You sound good, Kieran. I've been working on it. So let's do some small talk. How was your day? Um, pretty shitty. I found out that a paper I've been working on is inaccessible because I guess my computer is dead. So, mm. I mean, aside from that, fine, because I got to not do work. So. Oh, yeah, that's cool. The universe forced you into a lazy day. Yeah. Yep. So, do you have a job? Nope. Don't have a job. I do not have a job. <laughs> How old are you? 29. Okay, these are all things I don't know. Oh. I didn't know any of those things. Oh, no, you do. Kieran and I have been friends. We traveled together. We did. We went up to Austin. We were in an Airbnb, and I didn't know how old you were. <laughs> is, that, is that like, did you think I was a teen? Did you think you were like <laughs> taking a teen out of the county? Yeah, I thought you were trying to get me to buy you alcohol. <laughs> well, you did. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you bought wine, so yeah, it worked. I did buy wine. I bought a corkscrew and I left it in that Airbnb. Oh, I was so mad. That's like the tip, though. That's true. Yeah. Now the next guest can use it. Yeah. What Airbnb? And that was a tricked out Airbnb, too. They had like a coffee maker for guests. It was like a separate house. Yeah, yeah. But well, no fucking corkscrew. A microwave. They probably didn't fridge. want us to drink. <laughs> they probably didn't want us to get drunk because I'm sure, because I think the wall was shared with like their actual home. Mm-hmm. So I think that they were just like, please don't get drunk and shut up and go to sleep. Yeah, we didn't do that. No, we, we did get drunk. Yeah, we got pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I put seashells on my breasts. Yep. We went to go see PWR. Tell me what PWR is. Tell, uh, tell the friends at home. PWR mm-hmm. is Party World Wrestling. Wrestling. Wrestling, yep. It's, the next one is December 10th. It is a free wrestling show. It's an indie show. And it's it, like it's comedy wrestling, but just in that the people who are doing it are really enthusiastic and weird. And so like everything ends up being comedy. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's over the top in all the right ways. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. I was like laughing. I got super into it. <laughs> you got really into oh it. Oh my God. You know, when I see something, my little like passion gun just hits it. And it's like, yes, this is what I'm in love with right now. Yeah. I was in love with Party World Wrestling. You, yeah, you were a little bit in love with uh, Doc Master, right? Oh my gosh. I would do dirty, filthy things to that seaweed, moldy covered man. <laughs> and uh, the cyborg. Who was the one that was in the red jacket that was like... He was the bad guy. Oh, the yeah, the Hellsport like CEO. Yeah, I liked him too. I don't remember the character's name because I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I would do. I want to like change him with my body. You know, like, oh, I want to like, teach him, him make him good. Through the I want to teach him what love is. <laughs> I think I could do amazing things. Yeah, I, I mean, probably. I've been told. You you do have. I mean, you have a, a nice body. It, it could be useful if you wanted yeah. it to be. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> For those listening at home, I have a very useful body. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I like it. That's a good line. I'll put that in my new bio. <laughs> Fred Vosicek is a local comedian entertainer with a useful body. I mean, but you still had to buy a wine opener. 
Not that useful. Yeah, it's not very, uh, it's not very practical. Oh man, my armpits stink. Okay, anyway. Uh, so let me interview you, darling. Sure. So we can stop talking about my genitals. No, I'm sorry. No, I started it. <laughs> I did it to myself. I started the whole shebang. Uh, so tell me about your gender identity for those listening at home. Oh, I'm by gender, which is um, something I've had to come to for a long time because it is not a thing that most people recognize as existing. Uh, but for me, that means different things for different people. For me, it means that I personally, I fluctuate between feeling more male and more female. And like, it can be a day-to-day thing. It can be, actually, it's more usually like a week-to-week thing. But, it, you know, social expectations end up affecting the way I present and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So do you present differently for like places that you're going or people that you're seeing? It's more, well, kind of both. It's more people i think um so i i've been going to school and i've been presenting mail every time i go to school just because like i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to establish some sort of consistency but there have been days where i've felt more feminine and i've been like man this sucks (laughs) um but then like for instance with my husband um i tend to feel more feminine because that's how our relationship is and that's like sort of the roles we play in comparison to each other and so usually when I'm like going somewhere with him, I'll present more female unless I'm like really feeling doodly that day and I'll just be like, All right, I guess you're gay now. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Gay for the day. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he won't listen to this. Hopefully he's really non supportive and he just doesn't I mean, give a shit. Like he he'd listen to it if I asked him to, but like he, Yeah. He, he... Doesn't even know this is happening. No, not really. That's great. Yeah, I love that in a man, actually. <laughs> so when you met him, yes. you were a girl. Yes. No inclination that you might be by gender or what was no, the situation? No, I, I mean, I, I knew that I had gender stuff going on, but for most of my life, I just sort of, like, I didn't, I didn't think I was trans enough for a long time because, like, even as a kid, there'd be, like, there'd be a couple weeks where I'd feel super male and it would like drive me crazy, like upset me viscerally that like people didn't see me that way. And then like later for a couple weeks, I'd feel super female and it'd just be like, why did I ever think another thing? I'm a weird dummy, I guess. And so yeah. like, um, when I found out as like a teen, preteen, when I found out that like transgender was a thing that like people, mm. angels were singing. no, I found out, I mean, I used to be kind of transphobic, actually. I found out because, this is really embarrassing, but do you no, know... No, this is great. Do you know Gaia Online? Gaia Online, Oh, no. you're too young. Okay, so there's a dumb website where you can get little avatars and you can dress them up, right? And I had avatars and I dressed them up and I would, like, talk to strangers on the internet as a young teen because that's what oh, you do. Oh, I think I kind of, I don't think I did that, but I think I did something similar. I mean, like, it came after Neopets. Yeah. Okay. All right. I also didn't have the internet growing up, so oh, I'm kind of like in my shell. That's, yeah, that's that's a little so, unusual. Tell me more about your adventures as a Gaia. Is <laughs> okay. that what it was called? Is that what like the avatar was called? Was a Gaia? No. Oh, it was. <laughs> I, like, don't, I don't I mean. I don't know what it was called. It was just like I need avatar. to know the lore. I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, so somebody I knew online, um, he ended up revealing to me because like we would talk a lot, and I haven't talked to him since I was like 14, so that's kind of sad. But he was like, "Hey." I think I'm transgender, I think I'm actually a dude, and I was just like, like, then this was like a grown-ass adult, and I was like this young teen just like, 
cool with that no, good for you because i didn't know how to react to something like that and did I did he know how old you were i don't know i remember lying about my age a lot online i mean yeah i would lie about my age to like be able to be on websites but i don't know if i lied to individual. i probably lied to him i probably lied to him yeah so he probably didn't know he was like opening up your world and changing like everything. right <laughs> changing changing a young teen's life right and like I had to process a lot of emotions with that because it was like, oh, that's a thing that people can do, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's totally a thing. And I remember thinking about it for myself and going like, oh, I could never. Like, that, that was like 100% the reaction was like, oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. Oh, I'd never. Right. And my thought was like, nobody will see me the way I want to be seen, which like wasn't super wrong. But it still, like, I ended up sort of falling into a little bit of transphobia about like, well, that's not real because I didn't want to process it. I don't want to deal with it. And that went on for most of my life. Really? I mean, not the transphobia part. I, I outgrew that, but oh. the, 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 I can't process it. Like I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. So like after a while I ended up taking, cause one of my best friends, um, ended up being like, Oh, Hey, I'm transgender. And I'm like, yep. Like called it sort of thing. And, um, Whenever he came out as transgender, I was like, oh, huh. So, like, I reevaluated when that happened, and I was like, well, I'm probably genderqueer, which is, like, I might get shit for saying this, but I feel like genderqueer is, like, the bicurious of gender stuff. Okay. Like, I don't even know what genderqueer means. Genderqueer just means that you're not, like... Identifying either way or... Um, no, I mean, it just means that you're not totally cisgender. And for those who are listening, cisgender means that, like, you identify with the gender that society assumes that you have from your genitals when you're born. Okay. So, like, right. So, like, if people treat you as a woman and you're genderqueer, that means that you don't completely identify as a woman. Or if tr- people treat you as a man and you're genderqueer, like, you know, from your birth, okay, then then maybe you don't completely identify as that. But most of the, like, when I used genderqueer, it was just kind of a way for me to say, like, hey, this exists, but I'm still not dealing with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, and I mean, it's different for everybody, but I think that, like, that's not that uncommon for people to say, like, I'm genderqueer, and then, like, later, the more that they explore, sometimes that changes into something else, or Mm -hmm. sometimes that ends up being, like, yes, I'm genderqueer, And also, uh, like, this means this thing for me and identify as, you know, agender, bigender, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. There are lots of different ways to be. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of like an umbrella term for someone who, for people that, okay. Yeah. Cool. I like sweeping generalizations, so. Great. Uh, (laughs) I just made one, so. Yeah, um, and so when I was with my husband when we were first dating how long have you guys been together six and a half years oh that's so cute yeah we're gonna die together someday yeah that's, that's even like, cuter <laughs> that's like straight up the plan could be soon if you play your cards right who said that no <laughs> no we have a plan that uh when we turn like 85 we're just gonna do a bunch of drugs in bed and die oh that's really sweet actually that's yeah. one of the most romantic things i've ever heard yeah and that's like if you deal with depression that's like a great way to keep, keep hanging on is you're just like yeah but i gotta get to 85 so i can do like a shitload of heroin or whatever yeah <laughs> that sounds great yeah because when who cares then you're just you already have dead like yeah i need a partner for that anyway so when you were first when you met 
and then you were like... Yeah, I mean, I let him know that I was genderqueer, but I don't think he took it seriously, because I wasn't really taking it seriously. And you were you presenting as feminine, like, all the time? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I got to this point... So when I was younger, when I was, like, early 20s, I used to... I mean, I used to do a lot of cosplay up until pretty recently, and those of you who do not know, that's costume play for nerds. <laughs> um, but I used to do that, and I used to do male characters a lot. But I'd get frustrated because, like, I felt like it didn't it didn't read right, or it didn't look good as as good as I wanted it to. And like, the more comfortable I got with myself, the less I rejected femininity because mm-hmm. I used to be like, "No, I'm not like that." Because you know, I just didn't. I felt like I was boxed in. And mm-hmm. then the more I was just like, "Well, actually, that's a part of who I am too." So I just sort of like. Presented only femme for a while because that looked good on me. And then I was just like, you know what? That's not honest either. So mm-hmm. Interesting. I would love to read that article, like, how cosplay taught me about my gender identity. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people would relate to that. Yes, I do believe so. Interesting. Cool. It's amazing to me how much clothes matter. Yeah. It's like, I don't, and as someone like, I mean, I'm cisgendered and I dress super feminine all the time because it makes me feel like I am super femme because I feel kind of butch sometimes and fat. And so dresses just help. And uh, I didn't realize until I started making a conscious decision to dress that way how it made me feel. Yeah. And when I talk to people that have a non-binary gender, like how it makes them feel like it's so impactful. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of makes sense though because it's like... To me, fashion is an art, and all art is communication. So, like, it's a way to... profound. (laughs) Great sentence. I love it. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, so to me, it's just, like, you're basically talking to people about yourself, and if you're dressing in a way that is dishonest about yourself, you're going to feel it. Mm -hmm. You know, this past weekend, I was hosting at at a comedy club, and my jokes weren't landing very well because I was kind of in a weird headspace, so I didn't have a great weekend. And, um, like, three older comics came up to me and was like, hey, you know, if you didn't dress so, like, scantily or, like, so girly, you know, like, if you wore some yeah. pants or a sweatshirt, I think your jokes would do a lot better because I think they're spending a lot of time looking at how good you look and not listening to your That's jokes. a weird thing to say to someone. Yeah, and uh, didn't shove a pen in any eyes, although good. I wanted to. All right, so that's... Um, yeah. Uh, emotional strength yeah (laughs) but it really does like it i think that people do look at that and they stop listening and i don't and i don't think it's a sexy thing i think it's like a girly thing no it absolutely is and like i think that's so unfortunate yeah and i think that's common in like basically conversation yeah yeah well no and just like every subculture without people thinking about it like the more you present masculine the more people take you seriously Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not just for, you know, trans people. That's not just for cis men or cis women or anything. That's for everyone. Like, if you're a tomboy, then people listen to your opinions more. Mm, interesting. I mean, you know, unless you're around particularly woke people, but I think yeah. it's like biases that people don't even know they have. Yeah, and I think it's not even about being woke, because I know some woke people... But where they it's have like them internal biases. Yeah, where they internalize yeah. it so much they're like, oh no, 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 like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They like they like everything you know. they say is gibberish. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know people like that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so where do you feel you are now? That's how you got there. Yeah. I mean, right now 
So I've been um I've been doing testosterone injections for like eight months now. Do you do them yourself or do you have your husband? Yeah. No, I, he, my, my husband used to do them, but actually he's very bad at it because he has <laughs> shaky hands. Like it was very sweet that he tried. Mm-hmm. And then um, one day he was like just asleep and I needed to do my injection. I was like, okay. And then I was like, this is much less painful when my hands aren't wiggling. So That's I just hilarious. do myself. Yeah. I kind of like doing it, but I, I don't know. I don't mind needles. So. But, um, yeah, I've been doing that for a while. Um, where I'm at now is I'm still feel like I'm sort of like clawing for recognition because I still get misgendered all the time. I still like, and it's weird how people misgender me because like people will see things that I do that are like very like traditionally classically masculine and then they'll like assume that it's feminine because I'm doing them. Mm. like um i'll wear cologne sometimes and i had like a classmate be like oh like and i've like given her some of the cologne that i wear because she really liked the smell and i was like yeah sure and then i've had her be like oh you know do you ever wear cologne and i'm like literally every day you've been around me yes and it's just weird things like that where people like something about me they and i think I mean, I think that I pass pretty well on some days. Like, I feel like maybe I'm just, like, my perception is skewed because I see myself how I want to see myself. But I'll, like, look in the mirror and be like, yep, I am a dude. Like, I look 100% like a dude. And then, you know, people will still be like, oh, you know, yes, sir. Oh, sorry. And I'm just like, why? Why?" Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they'll be like, yes, sir. But then they'll be like, oh, sorry, you're not a sir. Yeah. They'll like readjust because my voice is pretty deep. And if people just hear my voice, usually they assume that I'm a guy. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. I get sirs a lot over the phone now. But then um, whenever people see me in person, like maybe it's because I have a baby face still because I shave, because I get, like, I have, like, the teen stubble. It's mm-hmm. real gross. It's mostly on my yeah, neck. <laughs> it's not fun. So I shave a lot. So, like, maybe it's because I'm baby-faced. I don't know. Hmm. So do you feel like that, it, like, hinders, what does that contribute to your journey? Like, does that oh, make just, you feel? It's just shitty. Like, yeah. it just sucks. It's, it's just, like, the, the equivalent of someone being like, oh, you look really fat today. Is that how it feels? Or is it yeah, more like? Yeah, I mean, Kind of, yeah, kind of, because that's still, like, a body thing. It just makes me feel defeated, I guess, Mm -hmm. because it feels like, it feels like with my gender stuff, and, like, that's why I don't usually, like, I want to get to a point where if somebody knew that I was bigender, they wouldn't know whether or not, like, I was raised as a girl or a boy, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, as soon as somebody finds out that information... They usually just like their brain just goes. It's okay. My brain, their brain just like locks into that position, and yeah. then they like reassemble everything. Yeah, and it's hard to get back from that. Right, and it's just like it's it's an uphill battle, and it you know. Wouldn't it be cool one day if I could know literally anyone who didn't assume something about my gender? Yeah, but so it, it gets frustrating. Um, there have been times where I've wanted to just like go back into my little cis presenting box. Um, there have been times, I mean, like, I mean, it's been dark. It's been real dark sometimes. Um, like, I remember when I first started taking testosterone, something that I kept thinking about, and, you know, this is a, a bad thing to think, but I kept thinking, like, there are more trans role models for successful suicides than successful careers. 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm I'm not there anymore. I'm going like I I'm gonna have a career. I mean, that's why I went back to school. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. So I'm I'm better in that regard. But there's still a lot of uncertainty. Um, I mean, like, I don't know how my body's going to continue to change. I don't know, like, if even like I wanna I wanna be a psychologist specifically for LGBT issues. I don't know, even if in that setting, like if it's going to continue to be like stressful all the time about my gender stuff being open or if I'll find a middle ground that's not as stressful. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just hoping that society can like keep up with the individuals because I, yeah, (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) Especially with this kind of like little knockback that we got recently. little knockback, you know, Nazis and all, (laughs) a little thing. Yeah, and it is, it's incredibly disheartening and unfortunate, but there are so few things that are new, you know what I mean? I think that, like, just recently, like, homosexuality became, like, more acceptable, a household thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I still have people that I talk to that disagree with gay marriage, or, like, are like, you know, I have a sister that's gay, and I'll tell you, it's a sin. But I love her. And it's like, yeah. what the? F- I don't need to hear any of that. I hardly know you. <laughs> right. You know, and I think that there's so like, t- that's like such a step like ahead of yeah. where people are, um, which is unfortunate. But I think, I think also communication, the rate of communication now is yes. so quick. I don't know. I just hope the internet saves us instead of destroys us. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of doing both. Mm-hmm. Just like anything. Natural selection. Maybe it's killing off the. Mm, need it. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. Maybe all the Trump supporters will get in like a bunker one day. I mean they that they do have a bunker. It's called yeah. 4chan. We should fake the apocalypse and then have them go down underground and then smoke them out. Okay, but why would we fake the apocalypse? When we it's can already just, happened. Yeah, we could just wait a couple months or like maybe one. <laughs> and My no. worry is that they're the ones with all the fucking guns. Yeah, okay, but here's okay. Here's the deal is that the they have all the guns, but at the same time, the U.S. military's guns are gonna outclass everybody's guns ever. Whose side do you think the military's on? Well, I'm saying it's a moot point. It's, <laughs> we're fucked. It doesn't matter. Like you can have a gun and shoot yourself in the leg, have yeah. fun with that, or you can just not have a gun and just get shot by the military. Like it's yeah, the same. They're still gonna get you. <laughs> you just. You... Who do you think they'll kill first? The blacks or the gays? I'm sorry, that was a joke. <clears throat> anyway, <sighs> I mean. Yeah, that's sad. It's really unfortunate. No, I... The way that people see things. <sighs> anyway. <clears throat> so what... Uh, besides just the state of humanity... Yeah. ...and America... Sure. What are some things that piss you off? Like, things that people say that make you uncomfortable or angry? Oh, um, so a lot of people have a lot of um, curiosity about my birth name, and it sucks because I really like my birth name... However, it's become this symbol. Do you of, have a different birth name than the name that I know? Yes. I didn't even know. I won't ask, but go ahead. Yeah. I so just like, no idea. people have mind. like this weird like obsession with it and it like, and I, I mean, sometimes people are just curious, by the way, that is a pet peeve. Just curious. Like, okay, bye. But, <laughs> um, but sometimes people are like just curious or whatever, but a lot of times people use it as a way to sort of like find out what's in my pants Mm-hmm. And then try to like establish their opinion on me based on that, based on what they think is like quote unquote really my name or like quote unquote really my gender, and so like that bugs me because I 
don't want to have to like more or less turn my back on my birth name, but I feel like I have to because of what it's come to represent for other people. Hmm. Um, I also really don't like it when people ask me about surgeries. Mm. Like that's that's something I've seen on the internet. Yeah, people are like, "So are you going to get the surgery?" And right. I was like, "Which fucking who?" Yeah. First you of all, have which no fucking idea. surgery are you talking about? Because there are a lot of different things that that could mean. And I have an appointment for a nose job in two months. Not any your business. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for calling me out of my nose job. I mean, but that's also a thing is that like sometimes people who are transgender get like facial like mm-hmm. plastic surgery to masculinize or feminize their faces depending on which direction they're trying to go and also like i don't like who else asks someone they just met about their fucking like medical plans yeah be like hey dog uh brian nice to meet you uh when are you gonna get your prostate checked bro like nobody does that or even further than your medical issues is like if you're like who you're sleeping with and what you like that's yeah. not a, something that you ask someone that you just met unless you're trying to fuck them like immediately yeah no i mean like i think that going to the poly thing i think that sometimes like when people meet me and they hear that i'm by gender and they're like trying to be like do i want to fuck you or not and like mm-hmm. if you don't know if you want to fuck me you don't want to fuck me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you just don't want to fuck what me. information is going to come to light that's going to make it any different <laughs> i mean like uh, presumably genitalia information right like yeah pres- presumably they want to know like i forget other people are bisexual right <laughs> fucking like weird. for for me like i like everything so it's like it'll just be a fun surprise but right. i guess for people that really do have so much yeah placed in that area they're like they're scared you know yeah yeah i mean like there's a lot to be said about believe me guys if you're straight you can make it work yeah there's a lot to be said about straight fear related to trans people because like that that kills like Mm -hmm. that's no exaggeration that's why a lot of trans women get murdered is straight phobia gosh that's insane yep how far i mean it's so because we're in such a bubble and it's like you forget that there's stuff going on and like people that can't talk about it and can't you know will be in that what was that website 4chan no the uh the place where you're an avatar oh gaia yeah (laughs) they'll just be like in this gaia for the rest of their life because they can't they have no outlet no communication and no person to listen yeah i'm listening if you can hear me i'm listening yeah you're right here email me i'll talk to you and your parents i'll talk to your parents i mean you can talk to my parents how do your parents feel oh yeah okay (laughs) i mean that's something my parents are mostly supportive but like i think it's difficult for them but when I'm just like, tough shit, like, here's who I am, you have to deal with it, or I won't come around very much, because I'll be miserable. So, like, they love me more than anything, so I think it's it's hard for them, because I don't think it's something that they're used to thinking about, but they're trying, and, like, mm-hmm. that's what matters. Do you have any siblings? Yes. How many? Two. Two? Two brothers. Two brothers. Older than me. How do they feel? Um. So, my older brother, the the older of the two, mm-hmm. is, he's awesome, like, I will just text him about, like, gender theory stuff, because sometimes... Oh, is that the one that's in Austin? Yes. Okay, cool. I met him. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. real cool. Yeah, and I'll just, like, text him about gender stuff, or he'll text me about gender stuff, and it's really interesting, because, like, for him, like, he couldn't give a shit about my gender issues. Like, for mm-hmm. him, it's just like, cool, whatever, be happy, that's what I care about. But he's interested in, like, the actual, like, conceptualization of it, like, because, you know, he 
as far as he knows, he's cisgender. So for him, he's like, I don't understand having this need. So I want to understand like why this happens, what it means for other people, like what it means for society. And so we have these like very intellectual, analytical conversations about gender that are awesome and I love having. And then my other brother, I think, is like he uh, he's kind of weird about it. Like we've gotten into fights about gender stuff. Fist fights. No, <laughs> not those. <clears throat> and I might, I mean, like, I might be able to beat him up now if I, if we did get into one because of all that testosterone making me beefy as heck. You are pretty beefy. I'm very beefy. Does he, do you think it comes from fear or from ignorance or just from like apathy? I mean, I don't, I don't want to comment on about it too much because like, I don't know mm-hmm. and I don't know like... Because, like, again, he's he's been trying to, right? Like, he's been he's been trying to use pronouns that match me and things like that. So I know that he is doing his best to be respectful about things. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, like, assume on his part what's going on with him about that. Yeah. That is the thing. You can't have a window into people's brains. You can, but it'll kill them. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Good one. Okay. Um, so we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our lovely sponsors who you're excited to hear from because they're the best. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about polyamory yeah. and your poly yeah. relationship. And yeah. it's going to get pretty crunk up in here. Um, so we'll be right back. Love you. I'm Britt Vasacek with PolyWanna Podcast. Are you interested in polyamory? Do you even know what polyamory is? You can tune in to PolyWanna Podcast. We interview comedians, counselors, and regular people to get a peek inside of the world of open relationships and ethical non-monogamy. I'm really fascinated by the conversations that I have with these people, and I'm really excited to share those conversations with you. You can find PolyWanna Podcast at fullofbrit.com or at the Mockingbird Network. Hey, welcome back. Kieran was just telling me about time as a teacher. Yeah. And how the fuck was that? Um, mostly bad. <laughs> um, I mean, like, there were things that I loved about teaching. I loved the kids. I loved um, being able to, like, see them grow and see them mature. I taught 10th graders. So that's, like, it's got its ups and its downs. Uh, but the problem with teaching is the, the expectations of teachers don't really make sense because it's sort of like everything that goes right is because the kids are great everything that goes wrong is your fault Mm. and that's just sort of like how a lot of teaching stuff is set up and you know you get paid shit for how many hours you work because you don't just work 40 hours a week that's like a dream (laughs) plus you work you know you grade and then you lesson plan and then you teach in front of children and you have to like time your pee breaks according to your schedule and you know stuff like that so i ended up getting out of it for a a whole host of reasons but you know like we were talking about the gender stuff that was a big one because i knew i couldn't be open and be a teacher because even if my administration was supportive because sometimes that does happen like i can't even imagine trying to earn respect from kids whose parents would think I'm like an abomination or whatever. Yeah. Like that's, that's a battle that I was not, I did not like teaching enough to fight that battle. So I Mm -hmm. quit teaching and I'm back in school. Did you ever identify or like uh, present as male? 
no not when i was teaching yeah i would wear like i mean it's being a teacher you have to like wear like business clothes and it's really annoying because like you nobody there cares enough about that like it's Mm -hmm. not like you're going to some meetings with some ceos or something you're just like staring at a bunch of 15 year olds so like i would just wear like a slacks and a dress shirt because it was like basically like a uniform so i didn't have to think about it but i didn't present male because like if i am even if i feel more masculine if i'm presenting female and somebody calls me she i can go like well that's you know i can tell myself that's how i'm presenting so that's what they're calling Mm -hmm. me but if i dress masculine and somebody calls me she it's like an ice pick like it's just like deep in your soul yeah just like oh god it makes me like cringe and just like it's bad so i just didn't bother when i was teaching yeah but some people knew when my voice started dropping and they're like hey uh how are you doing lately and i'm just like good are there hip young teachers um i mean it wasn't necessarily even young teachers but yeah they're hip young teachers 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 party hard by the way i know a couple of teachers now there are quite a few comics that are teachers too yeah um but i just always still see them as nerds I mean, anyone who wants, I mean, this is excluding you because you got out, you know, I mean, I would have stayed if it had been a better situation. Yeah. But like when I look at a teacher, I'm like, did you really like not get enough attention in school that you need to like go back and earn? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a thing for bad teachers. Like if you want to be cool so bad. Yeah. They were never cool. Yeah. No. And I've seen that like when people, especially very young teachers, when they get into the field, they'll like want the kids to like them and that's like that's like a death sentence if you want the kids to like you guess what they're fucking teenagers i mean you know if you're teaching high school like i was they're Mm -hmm. teenagers like what they like is completely arbitrary like it doesn't matter yeah so like i've seen that but for me um i wanted to teach art and i didn't get to teach art i taught english but i liked teaching because i like people Mm -hmm. and i like seeing people grow and i like helping others and so, like, I, maybe that's nerdy. Maybe it's nerdy to care about people. Pretty fucking nerdy. <laughs> but, what a square. <laughs> but, you know, for me, that's why I like teaching. It wasn't about, like, getting accolades from kids, but it was nice whenever they stopped hating you and they realized they liked you. Yeah. That's super cool. How did your partner feel about the stuff? You're married. Tell me yeah. about your relationship. Um, I'm married. That's the first thing about my relationship. I'm married to a guy named Zach, and he is the literal best dude in the world. Sorry about it. If you're a guy, you suck more than him. Um, no, he he's, sets the bar really high for men. He he really does. No, uh, I'm married to Z- this guy named Zach, and he. When we first started dating, our relationship was awful. Like my best friend it was terrible this is so romantic i love no, it already it was, it was terrible it was romantic but like in that like unhealthy romance sort of way um my best friend said that we were like two moths covered in gasoline on fire so that we kept being attracted to each other even though like it was the worst <laughs> possible thing um that's so sweet yeah but it turned out he was bipolar Mm. and he didn't know it when we first started dating and um since then you know he's tried a billion different medications and he's on 
a cocktail that works well for him. And that has made a huge difference. When you started that word, I thought you were going to say like a medicine that began with an A, like a Costco skin. No, no, but he does, he's on Adderall, so that starts with an A. Um, no, I don't even know how, like, I could probably name his meds, but like, sometimes I just literally am like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. But um, he but he's really on top of it. He takes them every day, and he like he's in pharmacy, so he like believes in the power of medicine, mm-hmm. and so like that helped tremendously. Also, I had some shit that I had to deal with, and I you know dealing with it helped tremendously. And like we've just gotten to a point where, God, we're just we're we're good together. Like I don't know, it's I don't know how to say it without it being cheesy. Like I love him, he loves me. I don't know, <laughs> like that's. Like, I can't imagine, like, I wouldn't be half the person I am today without him because, Aww. like, it's the sort of thing where we will always support each other or we'll always, like, do our best to be there for each other. And, like, I mean, I I've, I've, feel like I've talked online a little bit about some of this stuff, but, like, things like trust, right? Like, not that I don't trust that he's not going to hurt me or that I'm not going to, he doesn't trust that I'm not going to hurt him sometimes, but, like, we trust that the other person's never trying to do that or never intending to do that and is always doing our best to be good for each other. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I love him a lot. That makes me want to die. I'll, well, never, I'll never find that person. Wait until you're 85. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, that's super cool that, you know, you guys are super good for each other. Um must be nice. He's great. It's, it's really sincerely good. Does he see other people? What does polyamory look like in your relationship? Oh, okay. So for us, there was a point in time where we broke up. And by we broke up, I mean he broke up and I cried for like three months straight. <laughs> and um, And like I started seeing somebody else in that time. But like around when I started seeing somebody else he and I got back together. And so like, I had always had like poly inclinations where I'd been like, like we'd gone to like swinger clubs and stuff. And I was, I'd been like, okay, this is cool. But like, he would get kind of jealous. And so, um, whenever I was dating him and this, this lady, then like, I think he sort of saw that it was fine. That like my vast eternal love for him is not threatened by anything because like, I'm going to love him no matter what (laughs) it's just gonna be there and so like since then we've like you know it didn't work out with that lady but since then we sort of um found ourselves falling into poly and like i used to i used to be jealous too like even back then i was jealous and it fucked things up for me because that's kind of a dick move Mm -hmm. but um i i've dealt with my jealousy a lot better because i'm more self-secure and more self-confident and things like that but he's mostly monogamous. Like, yeah, he doesn't date a lot. I don't think he's ever been on a date outside, like you know, before dating me. And it's like he's talked, like he has like an okay cupid, and he's like talked to people online and been like, "Hey, what's up?" But he just like doesn't care. <laughs> like I've asked, I've sincerely asked him, been like, "Would you ever like? Would you ever actually want to like date somebody else?" And he's like, "Yeah, if it'd like fall in my lap." So like, he just doesn't want to put forth the effort. Yeah, he just doesn't. Yeah, and like when I think about when we dated, like he was manic for the first six months of our relationship, so he put in a lot of effort because he was at like a hundred and fifty percent all the time. Yeah, until he crashed, and that causes a lot of problems because that's not sustainable. <laughs> um, and so like, but when I think about 
like we don't we don't go out on dates very much like he just doesn't like that sort of stuff very much hmm. if he could like get a girlfriend who will just like come over to our apartment and watch and like actually netflix and chill i think he would be like <laughs> overjoyed but there's does that the- make the relationship any less satisfying for you um i don't know I don't see because he because he hasn't actually like actively explored Polly. I don't know if there's it, no like comparison to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I like the idea of him dating somebody else because like I want him to be happy, and if that's something that could give him like extra joy or whatever, then I would be very happy. But I mean, like, I don't I don't know how it would actually go if he actually started dating somebody else. Yeah, or what that would even look like or feel like. I don't know. I don't get, I don't like it when guys don't date or whoever I'm seeing isn't dating another person. Really? I really hate it. It Why? makes, cause I don't, cause like ugh, a lot of reasons. <laughs> I don't like having sex. And really? so, yeah, I don't care for it. Not my thing. Huh. And that's like, everyone's like, Hey, I would like to only have sex with you and that's all. And so, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> so in my relationships, if I can outsource the sex, that would be ideal. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So ideally, this is what my like ideal relationship looks like specifically right now is to have like a partner that I'm with who has another partner yeah. and they have sex with that partner and do everything else with me. Okay. That would be like mm, the sweet spot. See, it's unrealistic. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll fuck you every once in but a while. But that's no, but that's funny that you say that because I feel like I feel like that's like the opposite of what Zach would want me to find because like oh really well yeah because like he doesn't really like going out like he likes going out of town he likes road trips but aside from that like if i'm like let's go on a date he's like miserable the whole time so Mm. like i don't want to go on a date and have him be miserable so i will go on dates with other people yeah i can go on a date and come home to him and like um like so he that's also the thing that's why i think he's more monogamous is because he's just like a fucking hermit like he just he just likes being alone half the time. Like, sincerely, like, 50% of his time, he'd just rather be, like, solo. And, like, if he's having an episode, he'll just be like, I'm having an episode. I'm going to go play video games in the other room and pretend the world doesn't exist. And I'm like, okay, bye. Like, see you oh. tomorrow, I guess. And so, like... You're an angel. I would kill for someone to just give me some alone time and be cool yeah. with it. I mean, like, I wasn't cool with it at first. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, we grew together. Yeah. Like... Self-help book. 101. Yeah, there you go. Grow together. What does that mean? I don't know. It means just don't choke each other out like Ivy. (laughs) That's that's it. No, but so, like, we grew together, and so, like, I got used to giving him space, and it helps me to be able to be poly. Mm -hmm. And, like, our relationship actually got a lot better when we, like, became open and, like, poly or whatever. So I wonder if our relationship works specifically because I can, like, put all this energy because i am i have a lot of energy for people like Mm -hmm. i could just pour this energy into like other relationships and not exhaust him because like he's just like oh god this is so much yeah so that's true you do like people i love people. you're always like tell me about your problems i want to hear i love hearing about people's problems you don't get emotionally exhausted no it energizes me what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) that's why i want to be a counselor that's why i want to do psychology because like hearing other people's problems first of all they're not my problems so like if it's too big i could just be like that sucks bye (laughs) (laughs) But like, cool, that sounds like garbage, not my problem, right? Like, and that sounds callous, but that's just like, you know, there's, I can't, I can't fix someone else's problems for them. That's just not how brains work. Mm -hmm. But so like, first of all, 
it distracts me from my own problems and like to know that sometimes I can help people that I can say something that makes them happier or like give them an insight that they didn't have that eases their pain like that feels fucking great that's like that's that's better than drugs like that's better than than sex like that's that's amazing that's my favorite thing so like for me you know like being with multiple people i want to be with multiple people i don't want to just like go out on dates i want to be like tell me all this shit that like you're scared to tell other people i want to find out about it and tell is that no your one. first date conversation no i'm really awkward <laughs> my first oh, okay. date conversation is like hey how are you oh what do you do i i, I hate dates i mean yeah. i like i like like your 40th date i love your 40th date or whatever fuck? what but, threshold yeah. is that i don't think i've ever even been on a 40th date i mean like, i'm like six dates and i'm out <laughs> no yeah see i i hate that beginning period where you're like trying to figure each other out because mm. like i just do you ever get nre new relationship energy where you're like Whoa! it just makes me i mean like no i think i used to but it just like stresses me out because like then this I'll, is hilarious yeah i get like worried about like <laughs> If I'm going to be an ass by accident and, like, yeah. upset them. Or, like, like sincerely, I just want to have, like, multiple people that I can go over to their place and fart in their couches mm-hmm. and just, like, watch, like, fucking sister wives and, like, <laughs> like dating naked and other reality TV in my pajamas and, like, make out and sometimes have sex. Like, that's, like... Yeah. That's what I want is Skip just... Skip all the dinner and movies. Get straight to that. Yeah, I mean, like, we could just, like, order pizza or, like, I could try to learn to cook. It's whatever. If you cook, that'd be great, but, like, I don't expect that. You might you might want to maybe look into learning to cook so it's, like, more of, like, a, oh, well, let me just come over and cook you dinner. Whoops, now we're watching reality shows. How did this happen? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I guess I have to open this bottle of wine. <laughs> you know, um... Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I am a vegetarian though, and like I spend most of my time. Are you? Yeah. How did I not know that? I don't know. I've been a vegetarian since I was like five. How the fuck do you do that? Well, uh, step one, don't eat meat. <laughs> step two, you're done. <laughs> so you must cook a lot, right? No. No, you can. Oh, you can eat vegetarian. It's so easy. You can go to Taco Bell. You can go to Burger King. They have veggie burgers at Burger King. You can eat like a thousand pizzas. I'm trying to think back to Austin. Like, I don't remember what you got at Taco Bell. I mean, I could tell you all the the vegetarian things at Taco Bell. (laughs) You can even be vegan at Taco Bell. Really? Uh, Yeah, this podcast sponsored by Taco Bell. (laughs) My set, my comedy set sponsored by Taco Bell. I tell a lot of Taco Bell jokes. It's the lifeblood of my life. Yeah. It's also the poop blood of Hey Poop jokes. Some real Bumps. fresh quality <laughs> comedy here at Polywana Podcast. Well, no, yeah. that's good that you're a vegetarian. I always when I think vegetarian, I think like yoga mom making lots of different kinds of soups. So I just assume I mean, yeah, that you cook I mean, a lot. I, I no. I I eat like crap um i mean i eat better than i used to but yeah you don't have to cook that much to be vegetarian also you could just eat eggs you could like literally just live off of eggs yeah or you can do veggie meat and you can like you don't even have to know to cook to do veggie meat you just buy veggie meat and stick it in the microwave and you're like good i will never get some kind of a disease from this yeah i was eating um when i was in el paso for a year i like was a vegetarian and that's all i did was I would yeah. get those bags of like already cooked yeah. stuff and yep. I would just be like tacos like yep, that's it. <laughs> it was like two steps and I'm out. It was a little more expensive, but you know, I was a lonely housewife with 
Yeah. A lot of expendable income, so it didn't matter. <clears throat> yeah, and but like, um, Zach is on the Ninja Turtle diet, which is to say he basically just eats pizza. He's so skinny. Oh, yeah, I know. And I'm real mad because we got like blood work for like our insurance done, and I have like high cholesterol and bad and like low good cholesterol and like high triglycerides and his his was like completely perfect and i don't think i think he's eaten maybe like five vegetables in the past like year excluding tomato sauce yeah that doesn't count (laughs) (laughs) he'll eat tomato sauce but not tomatoes that's funny that makes me i'm i want pizza so bad right now we can get pizza after this oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh no yeah, he's super skinny. He eats pizza all the time. Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't like if I'm cooking, I'm just cooking for myself basically. Is your diet changing because of your hormones? I mean, I'm hungry all the time. Oh. I'm just I'm just hungry eternally, but not really. I just mean, the bottomless stomach. Yeah. Yeah, I I put on a lot of weight and like some of it's muscle cuz I'm I'm a, I'm a beefy boy. But um Say that one more time. What'd you say? I'm a beefy boy. Okay, good. That's what I thought you said. Um, but I've also just, I'm just like exactly as fat as I was before, so I'm just like bigger. Mm-hmm. And um I've been trying to diet lately because I don't want to like keep buying new pants. It's just I don't. I'm unemployed. I don't have the money for a new pair I like of pants. Like how that's your argument. I like, mean, <laughs> I'm I want like, to be, I be healthier. Like I want people to look at me and see something they're proud of. And you're just like, I just the pants are expensive. Pants are fucking expensive. I've had like several like whole wardrobes that I had to be like, I can't wear that anymore. Like you should swap meet that shit. Yeah, you even one of those swap meets. I know, but like, then what's the point if I'm just gonna get bigger? I gotta wait. I gotta wait until I'm like just wear moves. No, I'll oh, get those like sweatpants. I'm wearing. I mean, I'm wearing mermaid leggings right now. Oh yeah, those my, are pretty dope. My sea legs. <laughs> get it, guys? Did you get it? Did you hear it? Rewind it real quick. No, no, go back. Like, do the 15 second hop back. She said, "I'm wearing my mermaid leggings." Yeah, my sea legs. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. <sighs> So good. This is getting better as we go along. So, did you want to talk more about relationships? No, I think I just want to talk about like pizza. <laughs> and I mean, shitty jokes. I mean, like, what does Zach do? What does he do for his job? Uh, he works for an insurance company, and I understand like almost none of his job. <laughs> like sometimes he'll just like come home and talk to me, and the whole time I'll just be like trying to understand, and I'll like nod, but then I'll be like, "So is that a good thing or a bad thing?" And that's like straight up like what I'm always thinking every time he talks to me is just like. Trying to figure out if it's positive or negative. Yeah, it's like, and he'll be like, oh, that's good. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'm proud of you. Or like, oh, that's bad. And I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, it's fine. Like, it's, I don't know. It's very specific and very tedious sounding, and he loves it. And I'm so glad because I don't have to work right now. Yeah, that sounds fucking great. Yeah, it's it's the best time of my life. Yeah, I remember being a lonely housewife. I call it lonely. You're probably not lonely. I wasn't Polly then, so I was. Oh, just, that, that I, does like, sound lonely. I had an Etsy. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, oh goodness. It's pretty bad. Whenever I go to Time Hop on Facebook, I gotta go delete all the Etsy posts. Where I'm like, <laughs> buy my cat toys that I made. Oh, that's kind of cute. I got really good at like making jewelry and like making yeah. my own clothes. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> no, I mean like you can't make good money on Etsy anyway. Oh yeah, unless you're like a corporation. Yeah. Which unless is... you're like one of the people who's like has bootleg stuff from China because that's half of Etsy now. Mm-hmm. 
it's a rough world. It's a rough capitalist dystopia that we live in. <sighs> it's just going to get rough. I mean, hey, guys. Mm-hmm. It's going to get rough. Oh. So are you dating anyone else right now, extracurricularly? No. Um, no. I have been going on dates, but I haven't really... I don't have anybody I'm serious about. There was one lady who I was seeing over the summer and she got super busy when the school semester started. And like, I, I mean, like she's gorgeous. She's super intelligent. She's very sweet. But like, I don't know, maybe I just never got past like the awkward phase. Cause like, mm-hmm. I was just, I just felt kind of like awkward the whole time. And so like, whenever she got super busy, I wasn't like, I didn't push. Cause it's like, uh, Okay. Like, yeah. it'll die a natural death. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm still, you know, we're still, like, Facebook friends, and I'll still talk to her and stuff because and she, she's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's the most recent, like, more than three dates thing. Yeah. And I feel like three dates, that's the line, right? Like, like it's not dating until you... Cross that threshold. Cross that threshold, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Would you have any boundaries? Is there, are there like, I mean, like, are, are you asking what my safe word is? No. I mean, with Zach, like, are there any rules that you guys set up for like dating? Do you, does he meet your people when you date them after they make the three date threshold? Or? Oh, I mean, no. I, um, well, we, he used to be like really uncomfortable with the idea of me like dating dudes, and like that's persisted for a long time. And part of why that persisted for a long time is because like I didn't give that much of a shit to begin with because like I don't, like that many dudes and so Mm -hmm. like and i have good dick at home so like i'm not i'm not super worried about spending the energy to date another dude so like for me i was just like okay and eventually i was like well the more i'm exploring my gender stuff the more i see that like i might be into somebody who's not within the gender binary right like so uh more recently i was like hey considering like the complexities that come with all of this like can this ban be lifted and he was like he's like yeah okay like you know and he had thought about it and everything but i still like haven't really dated any dudes because i still don't really want to yeah but suck yeah i mean like i'm half dude and dudes are the worst (laughs) um and then but like we don't have any like rules like oh you have to do this or you have to do that because i feel like I mean, to each their own and everything, but I feel like that ends up being kind of, like, disrespectful to the person coming in, right? Because, like, I know that for people who aren't, like, particularly experienced in poly stuff, it might be intimidating to date somebody who's part of a married couple. Yeah. And, like... I think... Okay, here's what I would argue. I think that's pretty common. I think it's more of, like, the gender situation. Do you run into a lot of that, where people are intimidated by... Oh, my gender stuff? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, straight up, and, like, I mean, I don't know if this is the case for, like, all the people I've gone on dates with or whatever, but straight up, I feel like a lot of people online, like, because Zach is very straight. He is straight as fuck, and that's, you know, tragic, but I have to respect his identity. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, with him, I present more female, usually, and, like, our sex is very, like i'm gender female yeah it's very like i mean like it's kinky but it's like hetero right so for me like if i'm gonna date somebody else whoever it is right i would prefer to be able to express my masculinity with them and have them be attracted to me as a dude right and they can be attracted to me as a woman too but that first part Mm -hmm. important so that i'm not just like spending more emotional energy and still like getting the same sort of output yeah and that's the box that needs the filling right really it's not getting yeah right and so like 
on like my Tinder and my Bumble and my OkCupid and like every dating site in the world, all my accounts, like I have pictures of me presenting mail, which I've gotten a lot more popular, but it's mostly uh, lesbians who think of me as a stud, which is like... Mm, interesting. Yeah, which is like a very like difficult thing for me because like if you're if you're a lesbian and you want to date me like it's not it's not gonna work out for me how i'd like it to right like not that i wouldn't mind exploring that too but that's not everything so like i don't know it's complicated it's hard yeah it is and i feel like a fucking virgin right because like i haven't really gotten to express my masculinity during sex so it's basically like being a teen boy Mm-hmm. Being like, like oh. being like, oh man, <laughs> I'd love to stick my dick in something, <laughs> janky, <laughs> jankies. Oh, now I'm thinking about Shaggy. <laughs> but right, so it's like it's like very much that like the uncertainty of like right, mm-hmm. and I think for men, sex is more expected to be like a performance, right? Like men are more often, and this is obviously not the case for everyone and not all the time, but I think men are more often expected to perform and so like for me with like no no real experience with someone else in that area i mean like a little a little bit of experience here and there but not a lot like it feels very like disconcerting right because i'm just sort of like gosh gosh i hope i don't mess this up gosh and you know like i I know how to like yeah suck a dick real good (laughs) and i i mean like i don't know it's just different as someone that doesn't enjoy sex, I would recommend alcohol. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess I, I yeah. That's, that, that's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a sloppy one. Yeah. <clears throat> but I hope that if I can, like, find the right person, because for me, like, I've seen people who are poly who, like, they want to have, like, five relationships. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want to have every one of my relationships I want to be I want it to be deep and sincere and solid so like for me if I find another relationship that's deep and sincere and solid like maybe I can reassess and be like okay like how much energy do I have maybe I'll try to find another relationship if that seems like it would work right Mm -hmm. but like hopefully I'll just find at least one other person who I can have like the vulnerability that makes sex good. I mean, if you don't like sex, I don't know how much I can explain that to you, but like, no, I've been there. I don't like completely a hundred percent like hate, okay. like, Oh my God, sex is the worst. Right. No, I know. I get the, yeah, I can empathize. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the good sex is when you can like fart in the middle of sex and have your partner be like, not even care. Phased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfazed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cute. For those listening at home, we like farts. <laughs> I love <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's like the ultimate intimacy, like, right? Farts in bed. <laughs> Still, but seriously, during. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it happens, you're, you're like, well, okay. I'd like to. I'd like to end on that, actually. <laughs> okay. Any any closing arguments? Any any things that you like to say to monogamous people, poly people, trans people? What's your message? Um, I guess to everybody, the biggest message is uh, remember that what works for you might not work for somebody else because I have a different brain, and that it's totally cool to be different and have a different brain. Mm. Wise words. 
Very good. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, thank you to Mockingbird Network for letting us hang out in the studio uh, and our sponsor, Houston Polyamorous Organization. If you go to HoustonPoly.org, you can go see some stuff that I've written and some other cool content um, to be a resource for you. So have a good night. Love you. Bye. Mocking Bird Network.